0: Today, James and I are here on the Attack and B movie podcast to talk about this is Dead a, End what was it?
1: Dead end drive
0: in. That. Dead end dead end driving. Now, yeah. when James suggested this movie to me, he suggested that we do uh, that it I said, what kind of movie is it? He says, It's Osploitation. To which me being I don't even I never heard the term was like, it exploits Ozzy Osbourne. I don't know what this is. <laughs> and then uh James, would you like to explain it? So I quick? sent
1: you a link. Yep. Uh, basically, Australian exploitation films is what these are. So yep. Mad Max would count, right? Um, basically,
0: any po- any post-apo- post-apocalyptic movie in Australia. Yeah. It's basically what it is. <laughs> yep. um, it's funny because there's a few other ones on that list that I have seen. Uh, Battle Truck and a couple other ones. I think we're on that list.
1: Okay. I've seen... Um...
0: Man man, 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 Of course,
1: I've seen Turkey Shoot, uh, the Loved Ones, which is a later one. I've seen Road Games, but it's been a while since I've seen that. And, uh, that's all that really come to me. Oh, Razorback! Uh, but also, yeah, I've seen Razorback. Yeah, so
0: you know, I've I've seen a couple of these movies. I have some familiarity with them. Yeah, it's it, it's it's there's Now it's funny because this John this style movie. Is very Mad Max Mad ish in some aspects, except that as I'm watching this, uh, the movie cost, by the way, it, it spent $2.5 million Australian to make it. Sadly, it only made 68000 mm-hmm. And I, honestly, I'm not really sure why. I would have thought it would have made more. Well, I mean, I, but the problem, go ahead, sorry.
1: I looked into this because Trailers from Hell has a YouTube channel. And so I, I watched their videos here and there. And Brian Trenter-Smith, the director, he did his own video and he did his commentary on the Australian as well as the U.S. trailers. And it turns out this movie did, you know, was much better received in in the U.S. So I think that's part of why.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's strange because the movie opens and it's basically just talking about disasters and economic collapse and there's the kind the, the wall street crashes in 1990, which I, I want to say it, we actually crashed right around there. Mm-hmm. But it's your typical things that everybody has been sounding the alarm bell for 200 years that would happen and drive us back into the stone ages. And those things have happened even recently. And we still have electricity and it's not lawless, mm-hmm. but in the eighties, everyone thought that would happen. Now granted, if there was a nuclear attack, whatever it So, this movie opens and the song's catchy. It's a very 80s movie song.
1: Yeah, Machinations. What's the name? My Heart's on Fire is the.
0: Yeah. I heard, I guess the the soundtrack was kind of a who's who of Australian artists at the time, too. Mm -hmm. And it's just this dude running. Just running and like throwing punches in the air. Mm -hmm. Not sure what to make this like, right? Then he's like, it's daytime, then it's dark. I'm like, so you're living in this Mad Max kind of world where clearly it's not safe. And he wasn't like a big dude. He's kind of scrawny looking, obviously in good shape. He jogs, but still you're like, dude, what are, you, what are you doing? And he gets confronted by a group of car, what are they called? They're called car cars? car
1: carboys, Boys. carboys. Yeah.
0: Because apparently, so correct me if I'm wrong, basically cars have become a very hot commodity. Yeah, so
1: they, they're what the, what they do is they attempt to well, I guess what in most cases is steal parts or you know at least attempt to to steal them and you know I, I would say it seems like they're modding their own cars or selling them you know either way they're they're making something off of them I, I would imagine they're not just letting the parts sit around they're getting some use out of them.
0: Yeah, but it's it's odd because nothing from the opening explains really why Australia, where this movie takes place, is in the condition it's in. Mm-hmm. Right? Because there's like, it, it talks about some like, I think there's a natural disaster it mentions near Australia, a nuclear disaster um, by, I think, Bikini Atoll or something. And then the Wall Street crash. And it, it's, and I don't know how the 80s were and they just, you know, it's, that was the big concern was all this stuff happened. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, your major plot, We were major Catalyst, but they still have electricity, people still have food, and New South Wales has never been a hotbed of jobs. So I don't, I don't know, it's just, it was kind of odd almost, but I don't know if it was like I liked what I was watching so far, but then he gets home, right? He gets confronted with these guys, and the cops show up to, they're chasing somebody else, and they go to chase after him because we find out as the movie goes on that tow truck drivers and carboys compete. And, and tow truck drivers compete with each other to salvage vehicles that wreck. Mm-hmm. And apparently wrecks happen all the time mm-hmm. is what it yeah. looks like. So he gets home. He's eating dinner with his mom. And is this his brother, Frank? I believe so. Yeah. Right. I think Frank's his brother and his, his brother's a bigger dude. And he goes on a salvage run with them. And I, I, this is the odd thing to me because this movie's only only like 88 minutes long. Yeah. I'm 20 minutes or so or more into the movie at this point, and I haven't gotten to the driving part, so I'm yeah, kind of like, "What's going on here?" Yeah. yeah. Uh, he turns out. So then it turns out that this kid—I um, can't think of his name, but they call him Crabs. I think it's Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. And they call him Crabs for some reason, whatever reason. He has a mint-condition '56 Chevy or '57. Uh-huh. I mean. Yeah. I mean, mint condition, like, looks like it came off the showroom floor. The classic red and white that all the fans of those cars love. I'm not a huge fan of those 50s cars. I like the 60s muscle cars, and I like the, the you know, hot rod cars from when I was. Mm-hmm. The, the big boat car is not really my thing. So he's got this mint condition car, and he picks up his girlfriend, and they're going to drive and go see a movie at the drive-in.
1: And what does it say when they when they sign? I think I wrote it down. Um... It says adults are ten dollars $10 for adults, unemployed 350
0: yeah yeah, but it's just odd that he's got this, this very cherry mint car, <laughs> and he's willing to drive it yeah in, in, it, in, in this world he lives in where cars are such a commodity.
1: Well because I, I think it's his brother isn't it his brothers before that he was
0: it his brother's car?
1: Yeah, he drives you Oh yeah, it's his brother's car, you're right. Because he drives through the the carboys territory and they kinda chase him down. Right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so you have to think of that. But he does, but it's still it's his brother's car. But even then, knowing what it's like out there, I'd be like, Yeah, I'm not driving it. And at one point they stop they were at a stoplight and this guy's like just hysterically laughing as he's trying to cut down a stoplight. (laughs) At this point I'm like, I don't know whether I think this is corny because like first off, let me get this out of the way right now. I like I like girls with ac- women with accents and the girlfriend is not only very attractive, she has a nice Australian accent. So I oh, yeah. highlighted the movie for me is her. <laughs> um, but I'm like, I don't know if this like I'm watching how the cowboys act and stuff and the color schemes and it's such a weird fusion of new wave, punk, post apocalyptic. I'm like, I don't know if I think this is corny or innovative. All right. So I so, mean, I, I, mean I, I like
1: all that stuff, but I do too, if but I just
0: don't know if I like it all in one movie. <laughs> right. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I like I like a lot of the, the style, you know what it was. It's so far it was enjoyable. I, I, I didn't have any major issues with it. I mean, it, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, take, take it from there, my friend, because this was, this was one of your picks. So yeah. And then,
1: you know, they, they get into the drive in, they, they, they find a place to park. And she doesn't want to park by the cost because she had gotten in some, into some trouble, uh, and so then they move. They parked her this this other next to this other vehicle. And I think it's just some some guy who you know basically lives there because.
0: Uh, well, we find out cool. why in a few minutes. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. So, and then they get to the point where they're watching the movie. Well, wait,
0: wait, wait, make sure to mention that he tells. When he goes to pull in, he says, Un- two unemployeds, please. Oh, yeah. That's so, that's what kicks off the rest of the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's two unemployed people, and they're both unemployed, and, you know, looking for something to do, so that, they're at the drive-in, and then, so Turkey Shoot is is the movie that's playing, which I've seen that one, and that is <laughs> one of uh, Brian trenchard Smith's movies. So that's playing on in the background. Well carmen and jimmy they're engaged in sexual activity right? not, en- uh,
0: not enough nudity. not enough nudity in this one though
1: <laughs> that's true um <laughs> and then there's
0: there's wait, a very what? solid reason this podcast will never become a mainstream podcast
1: <laughs> and there's a point where uh there's a man with a flashlight he approaches their car uh kind of suspiciously it's like well why why what is he up to right, with the flashlight and uh, unless he has to you know something to tell him or something like that, well, two of the cars are taken off while they're having sex and and Jimmy's like, what's going on here right and so the the police it turns out the police took the wheels because they don't want to leave right
0: yeah, that's when we start fix- so I guess it's really in the morning when everything's light out we find out that basically the drive-ins aren't drive-ins anymore. They're concentration camps for teenagers who don't have jobs or for people that don't have jobs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, they're fed a steady diet of ospl- osplication films, junk food, and drugs. And they basically just live at the drive-ins. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. not going to lie, doesn't really sound like a horrible thing. No. And really, like... Most of the movie, even near the end, when they were like showing most of the people there and most of the, I mean, it really wasn't like it was better than most like places like that. Yeah. But it was just weird because they wanted to keep these kids off the streets and not causing crime. So the idea was let's put them in these drive ins.
1: Yeah. And he, you know, he in the morning, well, I think it's before, yeah, he, he goes on the report of theft and it turns out that. Uh, the Thompson who is basically the guy who manages the drive-in right right he tells them y- you can't leave so then they they go back in the morning and they they come back to him again to find out you know what happened with the wheels but he doesn't really give them a strained answer he doesn't instead he gives them meal tickets because of how you're able to get food mm-hmm. is a, a meal ticket in, in this world right yep because not I would imagine nobody there has much money to spend. Especially uh, if they're
0: stuck there forever.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's no buses. There's no transport, which is even like. Important.
0: And you're not allowed to work on a walk on what they call S roads, which are security roads, which are what lead to the drive-ins.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: mm-hmm. find that out too. Uh, he tries to escape a few times too. It's hilarious. Cause like he first, first he finally finds tires and then, they, then he finds out his gas tank's empty. Somebody drained it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he finds gas for his gas tank, and it won't start because somebody stripped the engine. Yep, yep. So clearly they are trying to keep him here. So he's a health guy, right, the jogging and all that, and he's trying to stay healthy and upbeat, and he wants to escape. Meanwhile, Carmen is looking a little sluttier every scene mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, just falls right into the culture that's there. And uh still looks damn hot, don't get me wrong. still looks damn fine. But um, she just doesn't seem to have the same desire he does to escape or anything. I mean, she wants to still be with him, but she wants him to be with her there. And uh, we start finding out that there's a racial component to this.
1: Yeah, yeah. that The fact that they're immigrants, right? And yeah,
0: they're I Asian can imagine, immigrants. like...
1: You know that their living conditions before coming to the drive-in were, you know, it probably were living in poverty, but I can imagine they were a lot better than what, what you know, than having live in a drive-in, and and, uh, they may have been unwillingly taken from their homes, and we don't know for sure, but.
0: You know, well, think... we, we know that they were dropped off there by the police in this yeah. movie. I, I mean, I, the thing is, I don't know what was going on in the early to mid '80s in Australia when it came to social injustice and everything else. To be honest, I mean, maybe that was a maybe there was a movement like that. I mean, that's how Hitler took power; he just scapegoated, you know, the, the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. And maybe in mm-hmm. Australia there so there was a contingent of people trying to scapegoat the Asians and blame them. And that's what this movie plays on: is that these the the supremacist groups in the drive-in see them and get, you know, more aggressive and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... And then she, and basically I brought all that up because Carmen basically becomes indoctrinated into those racist groups. And that's why yeah. she doesn't want to, she, she doesn't want to leave. That's true. Um... But this whole time through parts of it still seems very corny. And I don't know if it was because the New Wave look to the the, the clothing or some of the terms they use are different from ours, so it just sounds kind of odd. Like, near the end, he yelled... I'll I'll talk about it when we get to the part, but anyway. But, I mean, it it was a very interesting movie up to this point, and it continues to remain interesting, to be honest. Mm -hmm.
1: Right, because, I mean, we have the... They, they go to get something to eat and the the walls are, I think they're covered in, you know, well, it's kind of a, a shabby looking restaurant, right? It, it's it, a drive-in
0: it, diner. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, there's a, it's seen better days, that's for sure. And, and there's, you know, graffiti on the wall there's graffiti over, all over the, you know, basically the whole, de- a lot of the set design has mm-hmm. graffiti and, and artwork and, uh, uh, you definitely a lot to, to take in with that. I feel.
0: And uh well, as time goes on, his, his car becomes more graffiti also.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the, uh, we get to a point where we see the punks, they see Jimmy trying to start his car, uh, uh, he, he, I think he, he does get he to start, yeah, and because Carmen goes to take a shower, he goes to Thompson asks asks if he can use the phone, and then so the punks there's a kind of a conflict here where we get to the point where there's a punk punks punks conflict with Jimmy is that they see him with Thompson and they think he's kind of taking his side, mm-hmm. right? Well, which I I, I thought I added to that because I had seen this one and I didn't quite remember that part, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and Thompson basically talks to him and he and he says there's a pay to kick against the system. I ask me those kinds of questions which you know, I I can feel that uh, you know I, I I like that because uh, well the way I am kinda I kind of viewed the, the movies on screen is that uh, the violence well, I mean yeah, this is for entertainment for entertaining the those those that are watching everything, all, everything on screen, but also it, it's a way that it's kind of encouraging Jimmy to uh, for to to resist giving in. Right, mm-hmm. because he is he he sees the violence that's going on, but he's also kind of trying to protect himself, and right. it, it kind of works. Knowing that. Um, Exploitation is, is kind of uh, anti-establishment, so it's kind of playing on that. I, I feel.
0: Yeah, that's that's the confrontation where he ends up getting in the fight with that guy that's like a foot taller than him, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, he. They both have cricket bats. I, I remember that part. I, I like that fight because
0: I'm a fan of the cricket bats in uh in, in fight. I it, like Sean and the Dead. I thought the cricket bat was a fantastic. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm am a fan of that. Um, yeah, it was a pretty interesting fight. And but even like when the guy was like laughing at him like maniac- maniacally, it didn't like I wasn't like scared. I mean, granted, I'm 42. I'm not gonna get scared watching a movie. <laughs> but I, I I was like, if I was Jimmy, I'd just be like, is there, are you okay? Is something something wrong, or because mm-hmm. you're really, I don't. Know, that, maybe, but I don't know. Maybe it's just a case of the actors are just not not fantastic. But I don't know. But the fight scene was interesting. I mean, either he's running across cars, hiding in cars, hiding under cars, and eventually he does kick the guy's ass.
1: hmm
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, it's shortly after that that I want to say the Asian racism really plays in because he's in the washroom or he walks in the washroom and there's um an Asian guy in there and they're all picking on him and stuff and yeah, yeah. jimmy steps up and that guy's there again dressed way way nerdier and goofier and jimmy says i already take i already took care of you once and then everyone kind of like mm. this is near the end too when he's getting mm. ready to like try to escape again and everyone um oh <laughs> we forgot to mention he had electrocuted on a fence too mm. um yeah. but everyone kind of backs off and then the one guy tells him well you know you're you're a white australian you should be on our side and, and you know, there's a meeting of the White Australians. Whatever it, after the last after the movie at midnight, you should be there. Mm-hmm. So, and I found it funny how they took offense to him him hailing them and call, and saying Manfira. Oh yeah, the,
1: who, was, that, was that? Right.
0: One? He gave like a little Hitler salute and said that, and they they kind of like.
1: Oh yes. They so were, were kind of offended. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I was like, how are you offended? You're doing the same right, thing.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even because uh, Carmen, she thinks that uh, the Asians could rape her, and
0: because no, because no, the bad, white people, but... the white guys couldn't.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, it it does address that as I was saying. It gets into that a little bit. So she expresses concerns, and but it's like I, I don't. I feel like sometimes it's sometimes not really. A, a, She's making that statement because she, her, she's adjusting the mindset of the punks, mm-hmm. and right? And yep, even though yep. she doesn't really have much to, to go off of in that regard, so
0: yeah, they're just grasping at anything that they could try to,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: you know, try to use against, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, they were, I mean, whatever they could use to scapegoat somebody, right? I mean, that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So then we we get one hell of a car chase.
1: Yeah, yeah, because he he siphons gas from the police car to put in his own. The police see him; they want to. What are you doing? Right? So, yeah, he take he gets in in that uh, in the tow truck, right? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, he was. yeah he's in a tow truck, and uh, Thompson sees him in the tow truck, doesn't he? And tells him get him. I
1: I want to say so. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, he, and the cop the cops are hilarious in this. Well, you know what makes it so corny? And it's not that it's any fault of the movie or directors. It's more of a sign of the times, right? Like, if you ever, saw, there was a movie that came out, oh, late 80s, early 90s, and it, it's got multiple names because it was an Italian production. It was a very similar idea. It was a post-apocalyptic movie. There was a new world order, like, kind of government that took over, and there were the freedom fighters fighting against it, and Donald Pleasance was actually in it. and um. Oh, it was on MST before too. What the hell was the name Warrior of the Lost World. Okay. And it seems like it's it seems like anytime there's a post-apocalyptic movie, it's let's dress like we're in a new wave band and wrap the cars in tons of metal tubes.
1: Mm, pretty much, yeah.
0: And that's kind <laughs> that's of what easy. they did here. It was kind of like, hey, look, a flock of seagulls is chasing the guy. <laughs> but the cops just, yeah, it... And I'm sure it's just more just a product of the style and the time of that yeah, of those movies, yeah, you know. Yeah, I
1: think so too.
0: Um, but yeah, he's he's in the tow truck. He's getting chased, and man, I really thought he was gonna escape that time. I thought that was the end of the movie because there wasn't much left at this point. You were like, like 65 minutes into the movie, and it's 88 minutes long. Mm-hmm. He crashes the tow truck, and they're chasing him, and he's on foot, and he he eludes them, and um, he finds. Uh, Carmen again, and he tries talking to her, and he tries getting her to go with him. He's like, "I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna escape. I want you to come with me." And because she said, "You know, I thought you wanted to be with me," and he said, "I do," but she just won't let go of the lifestyle. She's just, you know, that far in, and he's just kind of like, "All right," and uh, he confronts Thompson again, mm-hmm. and he tells Thompson to erase his name from the computer. And I was surprised. I thought at some point him and Thompson had some sort of a relationship where Thompson was going to like look the other way. And, you know, he didn't mm-hmm. because he, he had him at gunpoint. Thompson's arra- Thompson erased his records. And then he was hiding behind the counter with a shotgun to, to Thompson and the cop walked in and Thompson's like, get him.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, wow. And funny thing, Jimmy's not who killed Thompson. They were struggling with the shotgun. They they shot the cop. The cop fired when he got shot, and he killed Thompson.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was just it was just such an odd thing. I really thought Thompson was going to let that last one slide and just let him go at that point. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. So then uh, Krabs gets himself another. Well, now he gets a cop car, a cop pickup truck, mm-hmm. and. Uh, this is a lot less exciting and a lot less climactic than the last chase. The last chase was what, like five minutes, right? I mean, they were chasing him a while through the whole drive-in. And actually, they're shooting at him in that one, and everyone in the diner like, hey, there's something going on outside. Let's go look, which was a, it's a kind of funny to me, too. It's like, now you guys want to see what's going on? Mm-hmm. This one, he's heading. he's got the cop car. He's heading towards the tow truck. He jumps the tra- tow truck, crashes through what I think it was called the Starlight drive-in
1: star driving yeah star driving like,
0: yeah crashes through the sign lands on the road and takes off yeah and this is one of the parts that was really corny to me and maybe it's just because you know slangs different but it, the vehicle lands and he's like smiling and he's just like choice I'm like what like... <laughs> or, or something like that it's something that's only like, huh yeah and then he just drives off into the sunset I, I kind of wanted to see an after thing where they show Frank get pissed at him when he gets back
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I I don't know if they had additional scenes, and they and they just never pewed up, just never released them. I mean, maybe, but I don't know.
0: No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, it was just. I think it was made to be a short movie and everything. And um. Yeah. Honestly, it was a great movie. I I thought it was actually a great movie. I thought it was actually really good. I I thought I thought it had somewhat, somewhat of a corny feel at times. And the music sometimes didn't match the tone of the movie, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can kind of see that, but
0: I mean... Some of it was a little too poppy for, yeah. like, the kind of movie it was.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, like, I was
0: expecting, like, yeah. the Buzzcocks and got, like, you know, something much lighter. Mm-hmm. Granted, they're not a Australian band, but still.
1: Yeah, because um, I the the only songs like i feel like the soundtrack it is you know memorable in some regards But this yeah, i agree i feel like you know the the Machinations song the the one that we have early on um and i feel like the the closing credit song the lisa edwards one uh i feel like those two are i've i've listened to those ones the most so i've mm. i'm the most familiar with those so I mean, I don't know. I I didn't mind like the I think it was Hunters and Collectors when he's in the in the Carboys territory. I I feel like that did that fit song
0: it. that song was good. Yeah, that fit. yeah, that, that fit. Some some of the songs fit, but the two you mentioned, the ending song and the beginning song, didn't really fit the tone to me.
1: Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, you know what I mean. mean I would say yes and no for me, but. I can see where you're coming from, you know? Yeah. But.
0: They were good songs, though. I, yeah. I thought they were good. It just didn't seem, it. I don't know, it didn't, didn't blend for me. But, I mean, the movie overall was, I, I thought, that's why I was surprised it only made $68,000. Mm-hmm.
1: Because
0: I'm like, this actually is not a bad movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? Um,
1: if you want bad, watch, I don't know, Zombie Night from 2013. I watched that. Reason. Or,
0: or the one I have to post still, Zombie Apocalypse or Zombie Nightmare. <laughs> I have to post it still, so we can't give you anything about it. But yeah, uh, that definitely worse. <laughs> fun though, but definitely worse. Um, and it, this is a movie that really did have a have, have a deep amount of social commentary in it. I mean, uh-huh. realistically, yeah, I, know about I, the I times.
1: Like that, you know it's similar to what we're our our current situation and, you know and not to the same de- <laughs> degree but you know it, it does bring that to mind I, I think and
0: well yeah i mean it brings it brings to mind the general global feel after any numerous disasters right mm-hmm. whether it's the stock market major market crashes that affect the world or mm-hmm. or wildfires mm-hmm. or massive tsunamis or nine or eleven, or or what's happening now i mean You know, there's a sense of hopelessness to a lot of people, and that's what this movie was. You know, trying to, trying to. um... Initially, I thought this was going to remind me of a lot of the trauma trauma films from the '80s.
1: Oh right, like
0: the rock and roll high school kind of stuff. I thought this was going to kind of remind me of that, and after the initial couple minutes, it didn't. I think, um... yeah, I enjoyed it though. It was a good. It was a good call, man. What What do you think of this movie overall?
1: I mean, I. I liked it. I mean, I've seen it what twice now because I've seen it a couple of years ago and I wanted to rewatch it. And you know, I, I feel like I, I, you know, I'd say what four out of five for me. i I'm around there on it. Uh, I I do feel like you know some of the songs maybe they could have placed them differently, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe. Because of some, I I feel they do kind of, they kind of don't,
0: right? I guess I kind of more expected a soundtrack that was more reminiscent of like Repo Man. Oh, I can see that, yeah. You know, some punk, a little bit of rockabilly, especially because he had that that 57 Chevy, yeah. So I kind of expected that kind of a soundtrack more so, but then since everybody was kind of dressed like it was new wave, I understand why that soundtrack wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's
1: much more like synth pop and.
0: Like our synthwave intro, kind of sound to it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like our, our intro and our outro, uh, which I like a lot. There's a lot of synthwave bands out there that do music like that. that I think are fantastic, mm. and I'm glad to see it's getting like this resurgence to a point. Um, but for a movie that was shot over 35 days and at a drive-in theater for two million dollars, it's a solid movie. I, I would say for me, it's a three out, of, a three and a half out of five. I Don't okay. know if I'd go four. Um, I think some of the shots and set pieces were good. I think the Acting could have been slightly better, but it was an enjoyable movie, and everybody played their roles relatively well. Like, it just seemed—I um, don't know—there were just parts of it that just I was like, "Eh," like how the mom's acting was, or even the brother. It was kind of like I don't know. There's something like I can't put my finger on it right now. Uh. but it was—it uh, was—it was an enjoyable movie. I, I kind of w- wish they had escaped together, but. I think I'm probably happier they didn't, because it really, you know, get you know, that's the happy, the, that's the the uh, utopian ending, right? He escapes with her, and everyone everyone escapes, and they all mm-hmm. see the light or something. Mm-hmm. So this way, it's just him.
1: Yeah, well, initially, well, I'm reading here, and Brian Trenchard Smith, he had you know, thought about doing a sequel, but because this was not s- successful commercially, he didn't get a chance to make one. But I feel like if he did, he would have, you know, cleared up, well maybe not cleared up, but you know, gone into more detail about some of the other parts and you know, some of the other
0: characters that we, mm-hmm. what we meet along the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, I would have liked to have seen a sequel. To be honest, I really mm-hmm. would have. Yeah. Um, but- it, it does, the, he also said, the director also said um, that, you know, to him, the drive-in was an allegory for the junk values of the 80s, which our hero sees as a prison. Which is funny, because currently, I really miss the junk values of the 80s.
1: Yeah, and, <laughs> and around here, I, I have heard that uh, since movie theaters, have, the regular theaters, I, I don't know if any of them open, but I've heard that some of the drive-ins have been, so I might uh, go
0: and check one out. You know, I didn't even think about that. That, that might, there might be a resurgence for that because yeah, you're not near anybody. Mm-hmm. Especially if you bought like your ticket online, rolled up to the thing, put your phone under it, like how you do for like the parking services. Mm-hmm. That's genius. Huh? Yeah. Copyright James, copyright James Grimmer. Is <laughs> that going to movie podcast 2020? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I kind of felt bad that this movie didn't make more money. I think it was a, uh, I think it was better than a lot of movies that came out at the time. Would you, would you want, would you watch a remake of this?
1: I mean, I, I feel like if the director was involved, yeah, I mean, he could probably, uh, you know, cause the social commentary, he, 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 ha- he definitely has something there. Right. And he could, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he could implement that if he were to do a remake, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, in in may a different kind of a way, but still had to have the kind of uh, the core of it there, right? the foundation of it there. But yeah, I mean, maybe maybe through a remake or, or something along those lines. You know, I, I feel like because you know, cause, you know I, I haven't seen them well I've seen Leprechaun three and four from him as well, but they're not the, they're not the same they're not on the same wavelength. But you know, oh, that's that style that um you know maybe maybe not new way maybe he would do a different kind of uh, a style maybe not necessarily new way but i feel like he could come up with something and
0: well i guess know. you you could you could stick with the general style because if you if this is a sequel to something that ha- follows events that happened in ni- the late 80s early 90s i mean society at that point you know it's collapsed and it's going to take time to rebuild it. So really a lot of the same stuff could be still there.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know,
0: um, I find it funny that the movies tried making the statement against racism. And then the Indian guy that was, or the, I guess, yeah, the Asian guy, as long as I said, Indian guy, you'll, you'll find out why in a second. The Asian guy who was getting picked on is named Gandhi McIntyre. And he's credited as Indian. Uh. Like guys, <laughs> give the guy a name. You know, it's like you're making a movie about the, you know racism being horrible, and you just credit the guy as Indian.
1: Oh, the the guy with the he was wearing a turban or something. Yeah, like? I
0: think he was. He was yeah. like probably a Sikh Indian or something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and what's also I thought was kind of funny is that yeah, the punks' their attitude is nonconformity. Their their punk ideology, right? Well, I guess new wave punk. And you know what I you know what I mean? But yeah, they're non. They're, that, they're the non-conformist attitude but at the same time they're... They all conform with each other. And, and just to the, the control of the government,
0: you know, even even
1: that. It's kind of like, <laughs> but, but, you know, but yeah.
0: Do I they mean, all know, does everyone know, They're know though, that they're there because the government's keeping them there? I feel like not all of them do. I, I just found it hard to take some of the punks seriously when you have ones dressed like, like the one guy when he's in the, in the washroom, when he, he's with the um the Asian guy, the one guy is like he he looks like Tommy Boy kind of. He's wearing like a suit and he's like, oh. oh yeah. I'm like I can't take you seriously watching this. Like if you were in front of me telling me this, I would just start laughing. Uh, I'd probably get killed, but I, at least I'd be like, oh, what a way to go. Yeah. Um, I so I think it could work as a, a I could I'd like to see a sequel. A remake would be tough though. Yeah. But like you said, how, what do you what do you put it as? You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but yeah. But overall, it was a good pick, man. I liked it. All right, I enjoyed this one. It was nice. It was nice that we got away from uh, horror for a while. We did yeah. a lot. Of, we did a lot of horror
1: movies. I mean, it, it is horror, but it's like very oh. light.
0: But it's not. It's but it's not like
1: action and sci-fi than horror. Really, uh, that's my kind of interpretation. But
0: I don't even know. I mean, like, yeah, I would call it more more action in general because sci-fi there's not much I mean other than it take I mean there's there's not a science fiction event that caused the apocalypse in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a series of like just regular things. But I guess it still qualifies. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah I mean it it yeah I, I it's I don't consider I don't know if I consider it horror to be honest at all. Right,
1: right. I can kinda see that.
0: Action for sure yeah you know, sci-fi yeah. i can kind of see where you're going but comp- i mean you gotta remember though we did films like maniac
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: No, this definitely is not horror but it was a damn good flick All right. but yeah i mean in most of the reviews that, most of the reception most of the reviews were pretty solid mm-hmm. although a lot of people called it a clone of mad max 2 now three was beyond the thunderdome right mm-hmm. one was just mad max the road warrior or the Road Warrior. What the hell is the second one? Because when I read that, I'm like, I can't, I'm drawing the blank. I don't remember the second.
1: Wait, the second one or the Mad Max or Road Warrior?
0: Which is the first one?
1: I think it's just Mad Max.
0: Okay. I know that, that one. That's the one that his, his wife gets killed. He's mm-hmm. the cop in the beginning. I know that one. And I know the one with Tina Turner. And I know I've seen all three of the originals, but for some reason, I cannot remember the second one at all.
1: Oh, that's where they're trying to get the. Uh, I remember there's oil, right? And they have that uh, Lord Humongous, I think. Oh, right? yes. one, right?
0: He he takes over that um. I don't want to say town, but he takes over that like encampment with the oil tanks or something like that. That mm-hmm. one is that what it is?
1: Well, they take over the town.
0: Not town, but it's like it's somewhere that's got oil.
1: Yeah, basically, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I now I remember it. When you said Lord Humongous, I'm like, yeah, nah, I remember. <laughs> so I don't see how this movie can be compared to that one at all. <laughs> Me neither. I mean, but no, it was uh, it was good. And that uh, him driving away, the him driving away scene might have been a little too long. Like I would have cut it right after he drove out of the sign that said Starlight Theater mm, three cool. kilometers, but they kept going with it. Yeah. And he's just he's just smiling with one hand on the wheel bouncing in the car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Credits. <laughs> it seemed like it was a little long there. Um no, I'd say for me it's three out of three and a half out of five. I I, I I'm gonna recommend this one to people if they ask for something to watch. Yeah I think it's um
1: something different, it, especially if you're not. Yeah, familiar with exploitation, you know. This is one to, to check out. I, I would say, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's not real long. You're not wasting a lot of time. If you don't like it, you only you wasted less than an hour and a half.
1: hmm
0: yeah. So, well, we don't have a movie picked out for next time for you guys. We'll work on that uh, after the show probably, and see if yeah. we come up with one. But thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I know James and I have a good time doing this.
1: -hmm, We sure did. (laughs) Oh, it's
0: so much more fun having a photo. It's great. (laughs) And um, yeah, so we'll talk to you guys next time. Talk to you guys next time. You've been listening to a Squabblebox podcast.